1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
0: Fall Guy. the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to
0: make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire football podcast. Bowl edition. That's right. MWR.com. That's our. Uh, Website where people come to view and read and retweet and share stuff. Matt Carinelli alongside with me. And we also have a Twitter account, which has been exciting, MWC Wire. So I'll leave it there. Go check our message if you want to see some dummies talk about each other.
1: Exciting, uh, except for you, UCF fans.
0: Do we want to get into this at all?
1: Don't come into our dojo. With, with without facts don't, don't do we, it
0: are we the cobra kai is that what we're doing
1: <laughs> no no we are we're uh we're ralph macho that's
0: right cobra kai's the bad guys I, I haven't paid attention i just know that's a youtube show or something right and karate mm-hmm. kid obviously a movie but it's uh when you spend 24 hours on twitter not uh well we sort of were but not really we're taking turns get a life right mm-hmm. it could be us too we're on twitter a bunch too as well but it's uh let's just say this pay respect to the university of utah and know your facts right yeah. yeah. So that's all we're going to say. If you want to check out it, um, go for it. But this is bowl season. First look, because last time we talked, no bowl announcements were made. We had a couple of ideas outside of Hawaii Bowl and uh, Fresno going to Vegas. Last show, we sort of talked about Utah State coaching. We'll get into the bowl stuff. But here's kind of the layout of what we're doing. Quick hit for every bowl game. Matt has Bull Rankings, which we'll go over, and people can love or hate, or probably... Everybody hates rankings and loves rankings, so that's a win-win, right?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oddly enough, though, I haven't received a lot of feedback that uh, that is negative on this. I, re- I mean, I haven't really received much feedback that's positive either, but still.
0: <laughs> I think people were... There was one I saw, because what was your... I read through like, people like... Were thinking the rank? I don't maybe it was uh, was it what was your ranking box? I remember reading it. I'm glancing over again. Was it like how you want to watch them? the best matchup? Maybe people didn't like how your criteria was set out because you just put what's the best bowl game?
1: I should preface it by saying there are no bad bowl games because there is not much college football left in the season. And uh, every game we have left is precious i mostly i mean there was a little bit of a, you know how much star power is there you know contrast of styles um you know opportunity for lots of points you know it wasn't really and it's not like i had a rubric or anything like that to really think about these things it was just thinking about the the six games that we have ahead of us which ones am i most interested in and that's not to say that, that i'm not interested at all in the in the ones at the bottom it's just that i think justifiably there are some games that have a little more intrigue than others
0: well that's obviously true like we'll get, we'll we'll go in like kind of a date order for all these games okay. but, but, and we'll talk through your rankings as well like really quick you had uh and we'll Well, let's just do it now real quick. You had the Arizona Bowl 6, which makes sense with Nevada losing a bunch of players. You had Frisco Bowl 5, just because it's, I don't know, just because it's Ohio.
1: (laughs) Well, my, my main justification for that is, you know, you're talking about two teams that are facing kind of a what might have been, because both of these teams came into the season with very high expectations. And while I don't think anybody would say that either San Diego State or Ohio had a bad year, by any stretch I think the fact that they're ending up in the Frisco Bowl rather than in Las Vegas or wherever they're sending the MAC champion these days Birmingham I think maybe is it Birmingham
0: I forget I'm not sure
1: oh yeah you're right they're playing UAB right
0: Uh, maybe conference
1: conference championship matchup
0: hopefully I'm not sure exactly
1: but regardless you know I think in that game there's a little bit of um, I mean I think both teams are definitely going to be motivated to show that they're still a force but it's they, they they're not quite the team that we well expected them to be.
0: Yeah, and I like your last line in this. Uh, on the bright side, San Diego State is almost guaranteed to, to deliver one last one-score decision. Yes. <laughs> which, which which hey, one-score game it's always exciting. And then we have a uh, Hawaii versus La Tech. That could be higher, but with Hawaii being hit or miss on the year, it's uh we'll see. And this is a apparently an old whack rival yes it is so we put a link to YouTube 2007 was 100 points just about regular it was uh,
1: 45 excuse me 45 to 44
0: so this could be a sneaky good game I wish it was Christmas Eve but it's not and we'll talk more in a second the first responders bowl okay Boise State versus Boston College on the surface I'm like Snorfest because I don't care about Boston College, outside of this being the rematch of the Micron PC Bowl on the Blue Turf from about a decade ago.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's the MPC Computers Bowl. Oh,
0: think they correct? I remember it used to be the heart It used to be like a truck stop bowl or something? Trucking company? The
1: Humanitarian
0: Bowl. Yeah, okay. We'll uh, get that. There's a good running back there for BC, so we'll see how that goes. And it's a different location, and that's fine to go down to Dallas. And then you got the Las Vegas Bowl, No Arizona State, number two, where we'll see how it's a power five team. There's not many. They get to play as mm-hmm. champion in a Arizona state team, which has been hit or miss. They've been good. They beat my youths a couple, about a month ago, and it annoyed me, but I don't care anymore. And they got Utah state, North Texas, number one, Gil Dan, New Mexico bowl. I, this has the potential to either be number one or number six, Matt, because you think so? yeah, because we'll dive into a second here. If neither team has their head coach, I don't know what to expect from this game. That is a very good point. <laughs> so, and they have good offense. We'll go bowl order. We'll go t- t- time, or excuse me, time of the calendar month order, I guess, or kick order. But mm-hmm. that's my thing of that game. And also, why do fans have some hard thoughts about missing a bowl game? I don't blame them. Do you? Um, are you fine? They, well, they get six and six. Yeah. Is it that big a deal they didn't get invited? Well,
1: I guess it depends on your perspective. I mean, if you're like me. You know, any bowl is a good bowl, Mm -hmm. especially when your team has a chance. Because, I mean, it's not like they – think about last year, for instance. When they went to the Potato Bowl, it wasn't maybe the kind of – it wasn't maybe the destination that they wanted, you know, because they were the defending mountain champions going into last year. But they went out. They blew the doors off of Central Michigan. They had a dominant defensive performance. And Josh Allen – you know put one last you know highlight reel together and became an nfl first round pick so while maybe their their season didn't quite have the same ups and downs as uh as last year i don't blame them for getting passed over for byu because i think if you were to ask any mountain west fan base whether they would be okay getting passed over for byu i'm pretty sure the answer all around would be no
0: correct here's two things with that one BYU was never going to be left out for two reasons. The one is a contractual reason. And I, some idiot on, I know as well. I mean, I don't want to say idiot on Twitter. Cause they're all dummies. We can be dummies. I could be a dummy, but somebody who doesn't grasp what bowl games are. It's a television show and an event, right? That's basically mm-hmm. what it is. They, they don't care if whatever they don't, they, that's why it's, that's what it is. So first off blame here, you know, you want to blame for why we not getting the bowl game. Blame the former San Diego Chargers who left town because that's why the Poinsettia Bowl is not a thing anymore. And that was about what's both tie-in. And that's where BYU was supposed to go this year because they had that deal with the Vegas, Hawaii, and Poinsettia mm-hmm. Bowl for like that five-year stretch or whatever it was. So blame the Chargers. ESPN is going to give them a, a, not a makeup, but if they're a bowl eligible, yeah, we'll find you a bowl game because they're, they should have had a bowl game with their contract. Also, Matt, who's going to watch the game more? Who's going to travel better? BYU. I mean, I, it's BYU, you, obviously, right? It's not even close.
1: Is BYU really going to get hyped to watch a 6-6 and team go play in Boise in December?
0: Here's the thing. They didn't go to a bowl game last year. And just by sheer number of fans, yes, there'll be more. I, I guarantee I'd put money in anything. There'd be more BYU fans there. Not people like, oh, it's just because they're from Idaho. And there's people who went to BYU there. They're part of their religion that like, falls BYU because of that. And the regular school, wherever they went to. But... They will travel better. They didn't go to a bowl game. They will go. There will be more people to watch. Plus, if it's just a TV thing, that's what they care about. They're, I guarantee that bowl game will have higher ratings if it was Wyoming to Western Michigan. Right? Oh, okay. I, All that's, right. that's my point. That's part two. It's like, it's a, it, again, it's a TV show. It's who wants to show up. And BYU does both. Like, BYU would outdraw, not this year, but they're basically a top 20 team when you're on TV. You know what I mean? People watch mm-hmm. them. And it's like, that's it's lame. They're not in there. But also, Wyoming, they were strong when four in a row. But you, who are you going to kick out, though? Because they, I don't care if you've beaten these teams in the conference, but you got to have a seven seven wins is what you need. But here's no fret, Matt. Myrtle Beach, Austin, some other cities having a bowl game, so that mm-hmm. means more more teams, more football, and more five and seven teams going bowling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm fine with it. Like it's it sucks, but there's reasons why any any team is. it Was it people trying to pit it BYU versus Wyoming? I mean, that wasn't the case. Boise got a trade off. To and San, Diego, San Diego got a trade off to go somewhere else. So, it, it's, so
1: so then here's a question: Do we think it's a problem that we are all beholden to ESPN they for own? pretty much all of these destinations?
0: Yeah, they own a ton of bowl games.
1: Like, do we think that's a problem?
0: I think it can be because I think uh, I don't have the bowl schedule in front of me. I believe every game's on ESPN, and then the one on ABC, the Vegas Bowl. You have Mm -hmm. the uh, Arizona Bowl CBS Sports Network. At least it's not streaming anymore like it was year one or a conference matchup. And Mm -hmm. I think – I know Utah, their bowl game, they play the Holiday Bowl. I think that's FS1. And I want to say whatever the bowl in San Francisco is now, it used to be the Fight Hunger. I think it's the Red Box Bowl. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: think that's on Fox. So basically like I think 34 of all the bowl games are on ESPN. And they own, I think, what, 20 bowl games I want to say? I think so, yeah. It is a problem, and. Part of it is they. I guess the good and bad. The good thing is you can trade and do matchups because oh, I own this bowl, we own this bowl. It's why we had San Diego State and Houston in the Vegas Bowl a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a pretty good matchup. So you can make some trades, but then again, you get stuff like this where well, we kind of owe BYU a game if they're eligible. But I'll go back again saying if they're eligible, they're getting in over Wyoming or any ever any of any other group of five team with six wins and probably a handful of power five teams that didn't have that overfilled their slots. So mm-hmm. BYU is basically. If it's a six-win, six-win team versus, assuming you're not like a Texas at six and six or USC or some huge program, BYU is going to go to bowl game over any other team in the country. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're alluding to, and maybe we kind of joked about before, how would you change it then? Would you want like some, I project a lottery system of some sort? I don't know. I don't know if
1: there's any clean fix for something like this. You
0: know why that'd be great? Because do you ever, you know how many people watch the FIFA World Cup draw? A lot. Yeah. And there is somebody. I think it's a website. I think I saved in my pocket feed. Maybe an off-season thing. They did a uh, for non-conference scheduling. I think it's the you never see that go to that website. I think it's like collegiate AD or something. I think our buddy Eli does a few things over there every now and then. But mm-hmm. they, they put out a thing like why not have a some sort of tier system and like a lottery system and draw teams to who you play for non-conference every year. What, how big of a TV show? ESPN put on the playoff final weekend ranking like an eight-hour show that's true i think it'd be i know there's a ton of logistic stuff the conference bulls pay different money but that that could kind of still stay in place in travel arrangements whatever but still how many teams knew their destination before championship weekend four or five yeah. not many and so even under name who's in the playoff didn't know where they were going they just knew they were in somewhere It's gonna be a lot of money to go there mm-hmm. so why not take your big near six games your playoff every other bowl game have it up for grabs like have some lottery system And you, I don't know how to work, but why not do like some sort of draw system? Like Bulls have a pecking order every year. Maybe it's something where that'd be exciting, right? Wouldn't you watch that?
1: Yeah, man, I think I probably would. I mean, especially since I think, I don't know, I feel like Wyoming has a legitimate complaint and it also is one of those things where it always seems like at least one Mountain West team is getting a really raw deal every single year.
0: What are the recent ones. I know one would, might have been that first Arizona Bowl. Or
1: yeah, San Jose the... going
0: to C- Cure Bowl, maybe? Something like that.
1: No, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but uh, do you remember when Nevada and Colorado State played each other in the Arizona yeah, Bowl? Yeah, that's
0: what I yeah, that's a mention. yeah. Yeah, on streaming platform only.
1: Or when uh, Air Force ended oh, up winning 10 games, yeah. but they ended up in the Arizona Bowl.
0: Yeah, playing South Alabama. Uh, South Alabama, like Alabama yeah. yeah.
1: So it's, it's not ideal... And I mean I don't know if there's a fix other than one, getting more bull tie ins at some point, and two, you know, maybe some kind of drastic overhaul of the system.
0: Conference USA has seven bowl tie ins, Matt. It's true. Part of it, honestly, it's um region not regional, but locational bowl games. Craig yeah. Thompson has said many times we don't want to go to the East Coast to play bowl games. Because we want fans to travel, we want people out west to just basically travel for team and fans to go out there, expense, cost. But you know what? Easy thing to do like getting bulls in Dallas and tech middle of the country is fine. What honestly, the lottery system would be my most favorite because that would be awesome. Where I don't know how you do it, maybe have every bull it can't be equal, save money, but some sort of rotation. Like they already have the tier system now. Like, say there's 10 bulls, get the first set of teams. You know what I mean? Like, kind of a break off because more bulls are more valuable than others. Maybe they'll change over time, but where like these ten bowl games, kind of go through and pick who they want to go through and choose and decide like it's some sort of draft. That's mm-hmm. int- intricate, and I think that'd be amazing. Maybe that could be a long offseason thing. But why not do this? Go back to the old Mountain West Conference USA champion. Those games are good. I know it was way out in Memphis, and they didn't like it, but play at the heart of Dallas Bowl, the Frisco Bowl. There's three bowls in Dallas. Come on. There's actually there's four bowls in Dallas, right? Cotton Bowl, Armed Forces Bowl, Lockheed Martin Bowl, and um, the Frisco Bowl, right?
1: Anyway, here's here's the move.
0: All right. Oh, what do you got? I know what you're going to say, but I'm just, I'm not saying BC. I don't, think, saying, I don't but... think you know what I'm going to say. Okay. But, oh, all right. Go for it. There,
1: there's the ongoing discussion about upgrading Bulldog Stadium here in Fresno at some point. Ooh. When that happens, bring back something like the California Bowl.
0: Ca- can it be the California Raisin Bowl?
1: It absolutely can.
0: <laughs> and the Dancing Raisins, right? That's a must. Why, why not? Hey, if you haven't seen that, go YouTube it. They're amazing.
1: I mean, if you're going to invest that much money into the facility, why not make an attempt to bring it back and have one more West Coast destination?
0: And there'll probably be a second Las Vegas bowl game with the new Raider stadium. But here's what we should do. I like the idea. Have more bowls out West because we already lost the poinsettia bowl. Do this. Let's have like, I know my, my drastic lottery system is crazy, I think, but I think it's still amazing. Why not just have we always complain, at the beginning of the show, American complained about Mal UCF's dumb. Memphis is still a pretty good team. USF was ranked at one point, Matt. Did you know they had four ranked teams this year at the American Conference? Has that been brought you to your attention at the- all? <laughs> uh, it has. But well, my point being, it just doesn't matter because there's only I think Chris Murray or yeah, over what is it, Nevada Sports Net now, I think what it whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's like five or six bull matchups that are P five versus G five. Like contractually done. Yeah. Out, not including whatever New Year's Six bowl game. So why not have send the Mountain West champ to play the MAC, at Northern Illinois, have a rotating system of these other teams in the Sun Belt, Mountain West, and kind of rotate them out. Your champ or one versus two or something like that. Where, yeah, I'd, would you rather play? Seriously, let's just say, okay, UCF's in the big bowl game, they're there. Who you have a uh, San Diego Agust- or uh, Fresno State win the Mountain West? Wouldn't you rather see like a Fresno State Troy game than Fresno Arizona State? Or do you like the matchup that Fresno has?
1: Well, Troy didn't win the Sunday. Well,
0: whoever. I'm just I mean, App State or something. App
1: State. But so basically, you're talking about setting up matchups that involve the champions of yeah, each conference?
0: For the most part, yeah.
1: So in this case, it would be Fresno State, Northern Illinois, App State, and say UAB.
0: Memphis, or Memphis, just say whoever. a second, a American UAB. State. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, got your eyebrow raised there
1: interesting I think all of those games would be very intriguing yeah,
0: that's my point like I get North Texas Utah State could be pretty good but I just think that would be guaranteed a better matchup because like I said Boise Boston College whatever I'd want to see Boise State Memphis wouldn't you
1: I absolutely want to see Boise State Memphis Cincinnati, because I want Utah to see the Broncos State. expose them as a fraud
0: or like Cincinnati uh Buffalo you know what I mean some pretty decent teams that's probably yeah, the, that's, I'd, I'd be down with that I think that's an easier idea than do my lottery system yeah, yeah. Um, alright should we just get to um, we didn't have a do we need to do our um, have fun Heisman talk or should we just scrap that
1: nah no, let's just scrap that
0: okay um, it'd be amazingly good to get a Heisman finalist from the Mountain West so there you go so Cole McDonald gets get 60 touchdowns and maybe you'll be the fourth spot <laughs> wouldn't that be fun that would be 60 yeah. alright so let's get to the uh, games here as we said we're gonna be kind of a quick look and also there's gonna be announcement at the end of the show so I bring this in as a bad host. 18 minutes in, there's going to be some big announcement at the end of the show.
1: That's what we in the business call a tease.
0: It's a bad tease, too. Man. I should have done that early at the top of the show. However, you couldn't have just fast forward to the end to find out, too. So maybe it's brilliantly disguised. <laughs> maybe. All right, maybe. We'll see. I, I attempt to be a radio professional and some other stuff here. But let's get to the game. So we will go chronological order. Utah State, North Texas... Las Vegas, or, no, oh, geez, sorry. Oh, Matt, I'm sorry. I'm used to Las Vegas bull being first. It has been forever. Well,
1: technically speaking, they are both on the same day. They are, So i forgive you.
0: Okay, kick time. Eight is uh, New Mexico What noon mountain time. My internet's going slow here, so I can't blow it up anymore. Um, here's the thing. It's noon that day. My biggest takeaway is, oh, we never met Utah State just not Gary Anderson at the moment, because people are on the same page. So my question to you matter are they gonna have a coach besides uh frank there the defense line coach stepping up to be with them is he going to handle all type positions because he's like wells is taking everybody
1: <laughs> that is an excellent question i have no idea
0: i do know i think i think it, realistically what's going to happen is um i don't think yost and uh and the dc was it um it's not anderson too is it um Shoot, whatever DC a Frank, whoever I forget. Apology, but I think they're not going to be there, so they might be like QB coach. Is Chuckie Keaton going to call plays? That's what I want to know. So he'd be the OC for this matchup because he's on the roster as a coach. Maybe, but that, that that's the two biggest storylines because UNT might not have their coach either. They're looking at um going to a Kansas State to go for for a what a retired seventy nine year old Bill Snyder with uh Latrell.
1: That would be the immortal Bill Snyder. Yeah,
0: immortal. thank you. Oh, sorry, apology. Also, this makes um. Really quick, uh, the matchup between the Frisco Bowl. Frank Solich will now be the oldest head coach FBS. I think hmm. Rocky Long would be number two. So that is interesting. Fun fact.
1: That is the fun fact.
0: That's what we find here, folks. Uh, so that's my biggest thing: is who's going to coach? Like Utah State, they're talking about still maybe getting or still, excuse me, not getting, but doing interviews through next week, which is bowl week. So I don't know if they'll make an announcement before the bowl game. Latrell is out in New York for a National Foundation Award type deal. He's linked to Kansas State, but would it be a letdown if neither head coach is there? Because we've already got one, or both, I should say.
1: Well, it's not as though it hasn't happened before.
0: Both coaches not being on the sideline?
1: I'm I'm sure that that's happened at some point,
0: somewhere. It has to, because there's been a couple here. Some stick around, some don't, but that's my biggest thing in the game, because how much will these teams change for what they're doing? Because especially if Utah State doesn't have Yoast running that offense, I know they've run the plays all year, but there's going to be something with it, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it would probably still be mostly intact. I mean, it's still going to be a very offensive, friendly matchup either way.
0: Yeah, that's big thing. Like, there's, isn't Utah State, we didn't mention the line, aren't they a, a slight favorite, I believe? I know you put the line post out.
1: If you want to call 11 points a slight favor. Oh,
0: okay. I was motion- I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. Jeez. No, on. sorry. <laughs> <a> no. <laughs> I knew I knew it was a Utah State favored by good amount. But this game could feature a lot of points. However, depends on what Utah State defense does because North Texas hasn't seen a defense that has uh, have a guy named Rockamore on the team. That's a pretty stellar name, obviously. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It could be a lot of points, but um, they do have a, May- what, a conference USA player there on the team. Mason Fine at quarterback, who's pretty good, but. My quick initial reaction, and I guess we'll do a super quick pick, Matt, is a lot of points Utah State probably will cover? Question mark?
1: I think it's going to end up being really interesting because especially since the line is already moving, it moved from 11 last I checked, down to 9. So maybe people are betting against the Aggies simply because of the the news surrounding Matt Wells. I don't know.
0: Maybe. We'll see. Um, But do you think there will be a lot of points? I
1: definitely think there's going to be a lot of points
0: either way. What's the? I, I'm putting in a spot again. Do you have the over and over under in front of you?
1: Uh, not at the moment. But if you give me a moment, I can look it up.
0: So, oh yeah, well, I, I'm going to take a quick stab. I'm going to bet it's about uh, fifty-eight and a half because that seems about right in this game. Also, we should mention uh, Utah State tight end declared for the draft. Dak. That's true. Is he? Is he? I assume he's still playing in the game, right? I wouldn't think so. No. If you don't hire an agent. I don't know. That's something we should look into. But that's that's a big news. If he plays or doesn't play, we should look into that because I've only seen him declare and I haven't seen if he's on the roster. Maybe I, should, I could check the depth chart momentarily if it's out. But
1: the over under right now, by the way, is sixty seven.
0: Ooh, that's a lot of points. It is. So basically, it's going to be the first game. Tune in. Next game is your Fresno State Bulldogs, Matt, taking on Arizona State and the Fighting Herm Edwardses. Or, mm-hmm. it, or just Edwards.
1: The fight, the fighting you play to win the games.
0: <laughs> the fighting herbs. The, uh, the
1: fighting you don't play to just play.
0: <laughs> okay, let me ask you about this, Matt. Why are they busing to Las Vegas?
1: Why not make a road trip out of it?
0: How far is that drive from Phoenix to Las Vegas? It's not too far. Hmm. You guys, whatever in Las Vegas, see the signs. Go to Phoenix. Go to Phoenix. Go this way on the interstate. Uh, I would take a quick look and see if you fly, it's only 125 bucks nonstop. Why would you want a connecting flight from Phoenix to Las Vegas? <laughs> but here's the thing in this matchup. Really, the biggest, biggest storyline clearly involves around uh, Arizona State not having Nikel Harry, who declared for the draft, cited an agent, and is a potential first-round draft pick. Uh,
1: Tempe to Las Vegas, by the way, is about five hours.
0: What? Well, I don't get it.
1: I mean, it's like you leave in the morning; you're there by by noon.
0: I know, but why is the team doing that? Why not save money? Does the Pac-12 really hard up for cash? I guess it's, when... not,
1: it's not like they're taking Greyhound or something like that. I'm sure they have amazing buses. Sure,
0: I do know one year when BYU played Utah, the Vegas will BYU bust down. Mm-hmm. But I, I know why people don't do it now because weather, for at least from Utah to Vegas. But sure, go. I guess that's fine. It's just it's just odd, right? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Plus they have a week to play, so. I guess the biggest thing is him not playing the game, right? That's that's my biggest takeaway. Is that they lose their best offensive weapon, and Manny Wilkins is just okay at quarterback from time to time. He's not amazing.
1: Well, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say their best offensive weapon.
0: Best pass catcher. I would say. I
1: would say. Well, yeah, he's obviously the best <laughs> pass catcher. But I mean, let's not forget. You know, if you haven't paid attention to Eno you know Benjamin this year, yeah, Eno Benjamin is really good. How good? Uh, he is over 1500 yards good five and a half yards per carry good if you if you were interested in the advanced metrics he's at about 5.6 highlight yards per opportunity which basically means every time he's getting at least five yards how many more is he getting after that uh, and he's also caught uh, 33 passes out of the backfield too so that's good Losing Harry is going to make a difference. It's going to make defending the pass a lot easier for a very good secondary. You
0: need to focus on Benjamin. Come on. That's what you do.
1: But Benjamin can break a big play. He was one of the better players in the Pac-12 as far as doing that this year with over 14 plays of uh, 20-plus yards.
0: We also had just to note here, which is a pretty big deal. When they beat Utah, Utah had, I believe, the best rush defense per play in the Pac-12. He torched them for 175 and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I safe yeah. to say per, safety, Utah's defense is a bit better than Fresno's Not by much, but a bit better overall
1: Yeah, so. and they've got some young guys on defense, too To That Fresno uh, State will have to contend with, mm-hmm. too You know, Merlin Robinson and Darian Butler are both rushmen But they combined for 16 tackles for a loss and 6 sacks on the air So, Arizona State's got some interesting pieces That if you haven't paid attention to them this year I mean, there's a reason they went 7-5 seven, seven It's, you know, the coaching has been solid they have some exciting players in the offense and the defense. While they have not necessarily been, you know, very effective as far as like a, I guess you could say they've been a bend but don't break defense. You know, they're 104th in defensive success rate, but they're 27th as far as preventing big plays by ISO PPP.
0: Yeah, and really quick, like every loss is one possession loss. That's true. That, that freaky ending, odd ending. San Diego State was a touchdown. Washington touchdown. Colorado, when they're actually going to guess a touchdown. Stanford, a touchdown. Oregon, two points. But however. That doesn't, uh,
1: that, doesn't, that doesn't count for some of these other ones. Now that I'm looking at their win loss results, let's see how many have they played. One, two, USC, three, UCLA, four, five, Arizona. six, seven, eight. They played nine games decided by eight points or less.
0: Yeah, they had what the UTSA and Oregon State games that about it, I think? Uh, Michi- Michigan State, San Diego State. No, I meant State. the other way around. So three, yeah. yeah. Three to 12. So this team where. Not that they're consistent, but they're kind of like what opposite San Diego State did for a while, where they're losing those close ones.
1: They've been one of them down the stretch
0: though. No, they have, yeah. Outside the Oregon loss, they've won four of the past five. One note, Oregon State's really bad. He had he averaged uh, ten yards per carry, three hundred and twelve yards on thirty carries. He's pretty good. <laughs> He's good. So that's what to look for, and so we'll see. That's uh kind of our quick hit on that game. Uh my quick um isn't Arizona State favored by six? No. Oh shoot! I looked at the wrong. Am I look at the? No, Fresno's
1: minus four and a half right now.
0: Oh jeez. Okay. I when it's a neutral site, I don't know whose home team. I look at the odds. So yeah, four and a half. Uh,
1: and the uh, over under is fifty two.
0: I think Fresno can do it in this one. My quick, my first reaction: Fresno would win by a couple.
1: I mean, my initial reaction is I would take the points, but I would bet Fresno to win.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be close because well, here is the thing: when Arizona State's good, like when they're doing things, they um. They are pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, when I watch, because Utah's defense is really good, like watching Manny Wilkins just carve them down the field, he does pretty good stuff in receiver running the games. But when they, but they're, I know they're all these close games, doesn't mean they're inconsistent, but they, I guess they're not, I don't want to say they're not impressing because they've done pretty well. They have good talent. It just seems for what they're doing offensively, they're underachieving a bit for what overall they could be.
1: Maybe. I mean, Wilkins is also the kind of running quarterback that President State hasn't often faced this year, too. Because not only he's completing 63% of his passes, but he has over 500 yards on the ground, too, after you adjust for sacks. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so let's go to the next game. What's our next matchup here?
1: Uh, that would be December 19th for DXL Frisco Bulls, San Diego State versus Ohio.
0: Wednesday, 5 Pacific. So get out of work, or get out of work about half an hour early, right? Yes. We joked earlier about the old old man, the grandpa bowl, I guess. Is that, can we call it, nickname that real quick? The old timers bowl? Yes. O- old timers, you allowed? Okay. Um, my first in, in reaction, how is Ohio a favorite in this game by field goal?
1: Maybe it has to do with the fact that San Diego State's been very erratic on offense.
0: Could be. They lost the offensive lineman because Romer is off the team. Um, they did. Be, here's what I think part of it too. They, for Ohio, they blew out Buffalo, who's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They have been scoring a lot of points. Like this offense, I think I put the note in there, aren't they like um what, top forty scoring offense?
1: Well, they are at least the number one scoring offense on the Mac.
0: That's something to say, right? Mm-hmm. Uh but look, it's uh yeah, because they have fifty, what are they four times fifty plus points, over forty multiple times. Uh I would it's going to be a tough challenge for San Diego State defense. Because when you hear Ohio, it's like, oh, great, we're playing Ohio. But what they could do defensively, they are, yeah, there's 41 points a game. Defense is also, it's not great, but it's like, I think, 60th in the country in points allowed per game. And I think I'm going to go lean San Diego State because they're, I assume they're going to be finally healthy, right? You think Ag- Agnew's going to be out at quarterback, bring a Chapman, Washington will be 100%, and they will be – just got to kind of work in who's going to take over those two offensive line spots because they had those uh, one injury. And like I said, Romero's off the team.
1: when we talk about a contrast of Styles, this matchup, that I think is its biggest appeal because Ohio State, or not Ohio State, Ohio. Cool, that'd be fun. Let's, let's show the Bobcats some respect. Yeah, exactly. They've got some playmakers on offense. Great. You know, um, Nathan Rourke was the MAC offense player of the year, was he not?
0: I have to check. See, I was looking at other things. Ah, I look. At I didn't.
1: C. I didn't think to look that up. But even if he wasn't, he has. He's had a really good year. I know that a lot of us in the Mountain West don't necessarily pay attention to a lot of action.
0: Tuesday night, man. Come on, Wednesday night.
1: But you're talking about a guy who has over three thousand yards of total offense on the uh, between his arm and his legs. He's run for over nine hundred yards this year, nine yards per carry, and thirteen touchdowns. So between him and AJ Ouellette. I think it's going to be a sensational matchup for the Aztecs defense. To me, the biggest question is it kind of has been pretty much every week down the stretch is which Aztecs offense is going to show up. So if we're talking initial reactions, I would hedge my bets on on San Diego State. I would probably lay the points with Ohio and ride with them.
0: You think they could move the score points against Aztec defense?
1: I think even if they don't do it consistently, I think they'll be able to do it at least in spurts.
0: I think so, too, because when you look at what they can do, uh, it is different because no Mountain West team of well, look at Hawaii. Hawaii had some success, and they kind of – different type of offense. It's not a – like you mentioned, contrasting styles. Ohio just passed a bit. So maybe they could look at the Hawaii game and see what happened there to make Mm -hmm. – say, hey, they did this. They did that. They could – Just don't throw a fade. Can we we promise that? Can that be an amendment to their um, play calling to burn any fade call at the two-yard line with the backup quarterback?
1: I definitely hope so. Um,
0: Because that play, I still... The funny thing about that play, not to backtrack, but Aztec fans were were really legitimately freaking out they'd miss the bowl game because of that. They were never going to miss the bowl game. I tried to calm people down. Um, I tried to... um... Uh, do that. So anything, uh, that's, that's, a, that's good for this game. Let's move on to the next one, all right? All right. Um, is this next one a day game? No, it's no, not quite there yet. The No More Christmas Eve Hawaii Bowl game.
1: Tragic.
0: It's Saturday night, December 22nd, because Christmas Eve would be a Monday night. Come on, Monday Night Football? Or I guess maybe there's Monday Night Football. Is that what it is? Is there yes. a Christmas Eve NFL game?
1: Yeah. Isn't there know. like an entire slate of
0: Christmas Eve games? I should check and see. I'm, I'm going to do it now. But this game if you don't know i i questioned a few people said this is a rival apparently this is a heated rival oh yeah former whack opponents uh hawaii LaTeX. LaTeX didn't they start off like, like six and two or something they did they've only won one out of the last six games one of the last what they're two, seven and five so they're six it's
1: been yeah it's been a little yeah. bit rough down the stretch the offense has kind of tapered off a little bit and they lost some games down the stretch that maybe they shouldn't have you know they've had a one point loss at Southern Miss they got upset to end their regular season at Western Kentucky who if you haven't been paying attention the, the Hilltoppers fired their head coach mm-hmm. was it before or after that maybe it, maybe, it, maybe it doesn't matter they lost to a team that fired their head coach at the end of the year
0: I'm not sure when um, so... there is just one Monday night game typical 615 mountain time kick the good old Broncos and Raiders oh jeez
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't like the uh, the the Jack Driscoll, Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. They do have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. I think Jamar Smith is going to be a very interesting guy to watch. You know, he completed uh, – he only completed 57% of his passes, but he's another kind of dual threat guy. He had 300 yards on the ground. He averaged about five and a half yards per carry. But the the, the number one guy I'm really looking forward to see because I haven't – had a chance to watch him all year long is Jalen Ferguson he's a guy who's getting first round NFL looks 23 and a half tackles for loss 15 sacks we've seen Hawaii's offensive line we haven't really talked about the Warriors offensive line they've been pretty good this year and we know that Cole McDonald has some escapability but Ferguson versus Il Manning at, at left tackle is absolutely going to be a very fun matchup to watch
0: true no that that'll be great one thing too about Hawaii is they gonna stick with cole mcdonald are they gonna because they've been putting in Cordero every now and cordero occasionally he'll have to come back for UNLV. nlv didn't he play a bit of San Diego state i think he's played here and there that could be a thing because mcdonald has struggled second half of the year despite still leading the conference in touchdowns and so that's kind of one thing i look for for at least for them stick with your quarterback I, I well, mean, stick, stick with a you- quarterback i guess
1: I think that if you look back at what he did versus the Aztecs in the finale, I mean, he threw for over 450 yards
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he got his completion rate back up above 60%. So I, I would think that, you know, maybe it was just some second half struggles down the stretch against some very good defenses. Let's not forget, You're... you know, there was, a, there was a stretch where they played Nevada, Fresno State, and Utah State all in a row.
0: I'm talking about playing good defense. Yeah, he had bench versus UNLV, man that's not a good I defense I'm just saying. <laughs> no I get your point. point second half was tough for like Wyoming they squeaked out um, BYU's defense is pretty good Nevada's improved defense obviously Fresno Utah State but they went two in a row but that's something that's it's happened just enough where Rolovich isn't scared to pull a trigger because their backup's still pretty good
1: I mean, I think I would agree with that, but I would be very surprised if McDonald wasn't under center to at least start the game. Oh,
0: no, I, I'm pretty sure he'll start. I tried to see what Stephen and has been saying because they barely started practicing their bowl games not until the 22nd. But not much has come out yet on that. So,
1: well, And one of the other things that you know, Skip Holtz, I guess, in some uh, bowl preparation interviews with the Monroe New Star, I didn't realize this, but Louisiana Tech played 10 weeks in a row to end the year.
0: Ooh, that's tough
1: and we've talked about or we've debated how much of an impact that has on a team and maybe for the Bulldogs it just kind of caught up with them toward the end and with a lot of time to get brushed get prepared and things like that maybe they'll look more like the team that they were
0: earlier in the year could be because that's why I think two years in a row because CSU last year wanted to play Oregon State week zero to have a bye week and that's why Hawaii CSU changed this year as well to give bye weeks so yeah that, that, that's something to it as well get healthy it's um yeah it's both teams are going to be more healthy but La Tech maybe hey if it is because right now it's a one point favorite for obviously a bit of home field advantage at the Loha Stadium for the Warriors if they are more healthy this could be a fairly more exciting game than what we're thinking right now mm-hmm. alright you ready for some breakfast football Matt?
1: I am always ready for breakfast football so
0: my work schedule is pretty good because I work late afternoons evenings so you think like, why is that great you're at home late I'm like well it's for the special days when you have an 11.30 a.m. kickoff time on a Wednesday, December, post-Christmas, December 26th. That is the uh, First Responders Bowl out in uh, Dallas. Where it? It's played at the Cotton Bowl, right? Yeah, Cotton Bowl. The yeah. rundown, dilapidated Cotton Bowl, which is still a thing because the State Fair, I guess. Boston College, Boise State. Hey, Power 5 team, right? Is that is this good enough? BC, yeah.
1: Well, in a Power 5 team with some intrigue.
0: They do have some intrigue. They have a pretty good running back. This could be the key matchup. Running back versus running back could decide the game almost, or at least be the focal point as we're still, what, three weeks away.
1: Well, and also Boston College is in the process of having to find another offensive coordinator too. I think the word is, at least according to BC Interruption over at SB Nation, that Scott Loeffler, who was hired as the head coach at Bowling Green a couple weeks ago, he i believe is set to run you know run the offense called plays in the bowl game but it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how that works
0: yeah i so saw he's going to be yeah he's the uh, oh here we go here's who it might here it might be real quick just a moment ago yeah i did see he's probably going to call plays but here's who it could be the la rams assistant liam cohen Oh, will not uh, become. Sorry. No, actually, oh. yeah, that was a, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that
1: story got updated.
0: Dang it. will not. Never mind. Uh, I Paul. Not that it have impact on this game because like he'd come in and run plays, but I just saw. Oh, report. Rams assistant. But I don't. I don't
1: blame him for leaving the LA Rams at this point.
0: That's why. Um. Uh, well, we had the Cliff Kingsbury. He could have gone to the Chiefs to be some assistant, but he's going to USC. So true. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He. He's fine. He's going to be into future. Uh, twenty twenty. Uh, USC coach Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, maybe. But running back-wise, obviously, Alexander Madison. Um, Really quick, do you think he's going to declare? I would
1: not be surprised if he declares.
0: Because I think the past three Boise running backs have declared junior year seasons. McNichols, Ajayi, and maybe even Doug Martin. But the running back is him versus A.J. Dillon, who oh, shoot, I shoot ahead in front of me. Didn't he lead the ACC in rushing yards? I... He was up there. No, because I'm pretty
1: sure it was Travis Etienne.
0: Oh, yeah. Apologies to him. Yes, that's, that makes more sense. But he's, he's he's all, I think, first team or he's all conference of some sort running the ball for the ACC Boston College. And he was actually, yeah, from Clemson. He still had 1,100 yards, um, actually third in the conference. 11 touchdowns, about 90 yards a game, or excuse me, 110 yards a game, 10 TDs. So he's a guy where he'll, that's kind of their, I think, Boston College's main thing, right, where they're going to want to run the ball because that's – who he had because their quarterback is uh, – scro- I'm still scrolling on the uh, CFB stats, Matt. Um, they only throw for about 175 yards per game. They only complete about 55% of their passes. So this is going to be a run-heavy game that BC is going to want to do against Boise State.
1: Running and defense.
0: Yep, defense.
1: Because that's the other thing that, that the Eagles really have going for them. That's actually one thing that both teams have going for them is they both force a lot of turnovers. BC actually led the ACC in uh, total interceptions, and they were second behind Syracuse in total takeaways. And that is something <laughs> that Boise State's been really good about down the stretch is being able to take care of the football, but maybe more so in this game than in others. You know, whoever can win that turnover battle might have a significant upper hand.
0: Clearly, that's always the case, but that's I always make the I always say it. it's like oh, a turnovers the difference. I'm like yeah, it's always a difference. It's kind of a it's not a cop out, but when we say it the right context, the right way, it's gonna be a game where if you think about it deeper, like this is um Brett, we mentioned good Brett Ripon, bad Brett Rippin. not that's gonna happen, but if you have a team that's opportunistic or knock down the ball, get some picks. It's they've also it.
1: got a they've also got a very good defensive line.
0: Yeah. So that's it's gonna be like it make it a fun game, like score some points, run the ball a lot get some turnover score some points i just want to see exciting football but that mm-hmm. is a good thing to watch for for these turnover takeaways because look in the uh, like in the championship game you had the fresno ball popped out oh get it right there see what happens you get close field position or going back to the uh new mexico um san diego State game they get all those turnovers deep in their territory or Aztecs territory to score
1: yeah i was gonna i was gonna say i would not be surprised if this game looked a lot like the mountain west championship game
0: is there snow in the forecast
1: that would be kind of weird wouldn't
0: it <laughs> and have it stick on the ground at the cotton bowl unlikely however I've, I've
1: never i've never been to texas but i'm pretty sure it doesn't snow there very often would i be correct about that
0: you are correct however you know what's worse than snowstorms? ice storms that's true they are nasty and terrible and not that it'll happen but it's just a thing that it's the way it works like like well how can it be 30 degrees in rain or 34 i don't know how but it just does but it turns ice it's not snow so it freezes like there's pine trees everywhere like i had like two really bad ones growing up like around high school age like it would snap trees in half power lines would break because the water freezes around the power lines Mm -hmm. it makes just like cylinder circles over that pine trees would be decimated where individual pine sickle or not pine (laughs) sickle basically yeah pine sickle i'll call it that where individual pine needle was icicle and so that's, it, it could be crazy. So that's a weird environment if it does happen because it just rains so hard. Because it can rain there like thunderstorms, but then it gets so cold quickly after it rains at night. And that happens. So,
1: well, and maybe one other note to keep an eye on this game. I don't know exactly how much impact it'll have, but uh, Boise State linebacker Desmond Williams also announced his intent to transfer. That's right. A few he, days ago, as well.
0: He is gone. Um, hope we'll see. It yeah, could be a big deal. All I right. mean,
1: maybe, but he kind of plays that flex position that K- Kekaula Keneho has been playing a lot more down the stretch.
0: Anytime you lose a key player, it's going to be an issue here at some, yep. some level. So let's get to the final game. Is this the final game? The uh, Nova Arizona home, Nova home Loans Arizona Bowl. That is correct. Is that the correct sponsor? So we've been saying sponsors this whole time. Is that why they're in there?
1: <laughs> I mean, we're not getting paid to do it, so.
0: So screw you, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, if you if you want well, more maybe... mentions, you can you can reach yeah. out and pay us. Sorry, let me or rephrase. just contact us at MWC Wire.
0: Yeah, let me phrase that. Um, if there's money involved, we'll gladly see your sponsor. If not, it's hit or miss. Yeah, that's the more that's a nice way to say, it, say it, what I just said. Uh, so this game is a Saturday game. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. So it's on CBS Sports Network. So be prepared for that and for people complaining so i see you our good buddy jeremy harper at cbs sports network be ready for arkansas state nevada um the biggest story is nevada losing multiple guys are transferring already a
1: couple of guys yeah but uh, at least in the case of mclean Mannix, he had a very he did, you know the best
0: possible reason going
1: I mean, home to take care of family
0: correct yeah there's that have we heard about defy sewell of what he's doing yet
1: uh no, I had heard some speculation that he might be moving to Oregon.
0: I heard a couple guys. O- Oregon
1: or... State. I'm not totally sure. I know that there was a lot of consternation on the on the part of some Nevada fans who were maybe overreacting. And I know that Jay Norvell kind of expressed some frustration about the NCAA's new transfer rules.
0: What What about that? Because I checked with our guy Tyler Bischoff a couple days ago on his Vegas radio show. He asked him about that. I think. I compared it to overreaction because every year there's the college basketball transfer epidemic, which mm-hmm. it's not. Um, because our buddy Eli Becker did it a while ago, I think for us, or maybe that college AD site, kind of who goes up and goes kind of the level of where you transfer to or from. But all of this helps. Like I'm in favor of players doing what they want because look at Matt Wells. He left in a second because he got a huge contract and was able to do so. Players mm-hmm. can't really do that. And all these guys still have to sit out a year. The only difference is that you can go into the website, click, 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 type in, declare the transfer, and then go to anywhere they want. I think that's fine. I don't think this is going to be a breeding ground for guys who are amazing, go to a better school. Because I made some comparison. I wish I had the name. But he went from Bowling Green, had an amazing receiver a couple years ago, decided to do grad transfer to Alabama, ended up doing nothing.
1: See, Okay, so here's an interesting quote that Jay Norville put out there. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate thing for us and our staff is we kind of get penalized for doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Our job is to recruit and identify top talent and to bring it to Nevada. And then it's our job to develop that talent. And we're actually recruiting players that are good enough to go to Pac-12 schools and the Power Five schools, but for whatever reason, we're able to convince them to come to Nevada. And then there is some paraphrasing. The transfer portal is not a good thing for mid-major football. We don't want to be a minor league for the bigger schools. I just don't see that.
0: No, and it's year one of this too. I mean, he's going home
1: because his mom can't travel to see him play anymore. Yeah. Why are we trying to demonize him for that?
0: There there are players who say that and don't do it. So I, I'm not going to go out and say that's, that's what he's doing. He said he wanted to clear it up. He sent a message, I think, to uh, Reno, what is it, Chris Murray, and sent him an me- email or message about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not gonna go against that. That's what he said. So I'm gonna believe him. But well, are... I mean,
1: and here's the other thing. Like, if he transfers to, because he's from Texas, right?
0: I would look and see. I think he's from. I think Mid- he's Midland, from Texas, Texas. He's from yeah. Midland, yeah. Midland Tech, Central so, Texas, Central Texas. So let's say,
1: for example, he transfers to Texas Tech. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's not far. Like, why?
1: But he's gonna have to sit out a year if he does that. What yeah. would he possibly have to gain from that kind of move?
0: The only, I guess the gain would be, if you want it not to be cynical, but the gain would be that I can go to a bigger program, maybe get more exposure, and get to the NFL.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think Nevada has done enough in the last few years to prove that you can get players to the NFL. They had the first pick in the second round last year.
0: Sure. I know I'm just trying to think out loud why. Maybe, who knows what Matt Wells will do with that new offense at Texas Tech. David Dio assuming what they're doing now at Utah State and Texas Tech. And if, real quick, it's only a it's 120 miles from Midland to Lubbock.
1: So, I mean, he, he. I mean, Jane Orville called it a magic bullet, or that the, uh, that student athletes see it as a magic bullet to solve their problems, and that's just not the case.
0: There's guys who can transfer regardless. There's guys. A couple years ago, USC had a guy transfer in fall camp because he's like the number two guy, number three guy. there's a guy guy University of Utah this year. T- J- Jack Tuttle was the bet. Ba- was the bet? Ba- uh, was he the backup? I. Shoot, um, yeah, yeah. He's the. I believe he's the. Yeah, backup. Number two QB. Mid season. Oh, the promise. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. You're going to get in. Doesn't get in. He could have been the guy for the second half of the year. Utah's quarterback, Tyler Huntley, has gone. He decided to transfer midseason because he wasn't playing. And he felt offended because Utah is bringing in a quarterback to recruit because you're not a good program if you're not getting at least one quarterback every class. And so he felt there's guys like that who feel offended, promise playing time, don't get to play. But if he had sick it out at least a year, he could have been the quarterback right now and have the front runner job in two years or maybe compete next year when, for Utah quarterback spot. I don't no, think
1: that's that and that's the other thing. Nevada's been maybe I I don't know, more aggressive than most, if not all, of the other Mountain West teams as far as giving freshmen, true freshmen, a chance to make an impact.
0: Look at Tua, he's a freshman of the year.
1: Well, Manix himself was one of those guys. Yeah, last Came out year. Of nowhere.
0: Yeah. And so I'm not gonna I'm never gonna say if they say for family, I'm gonna believe them unless they go to duke you know what i mean or florida state or way nowhere near the country because even though midland is not super far from reno it's not easy to get there like if he, honestly if he were to go to he i don't know i if he goes to tcu i would fault because that's not far from there if he goes anywhere in the state of texas part of it is that it's easier to get to houston or dallas or even el paso which is not very far than it is to get to reno from midland texas well, and
1: it's not like it's not like Nevada's hurting for other receiver options too. I mean, I think it's likely that Caleb Fossum is going to step into the starting lineup, mm-hmm. but between him and Brendan oleary Orange and Romeo Daubs and you know a lot of these other guys that they brought in the last couple of years, Nevada's done a very good job of recruiting wide receivers and just recruiting in general. They've been above, you know, they've been in the top half of recruiting in the last three years. And oh, by the way, they've got. At least one or two other three star wide receivers coming in next year, too. So I don't really see what the gripe is all about.
0: Well, I know. for I think he's over exaggerating. I think the thing, here's the thing example, you're telling me if for some reason, because Norvell coached at Texas and Oklahoma, correct? I believe so. Or Arizona so. State, whatever. If you're telling me, whenever it's not going to happen anytime soon because Herman and Lee and Riley are doing fine, you're not telling me he would take that job in a second? What's like going to Texas to triple a salary, biggest program in the state? If they're, you know what I mean, or Oklahoma, same type of deal. You tell me, look what Matt Wells did in a second. Matt Wells has been pretty open about who's coming and what. Hasn't denied or it just kind of came out that he's leaving and he's doing what he wants to do and that's fine. Why can't a player do that? Because the only difference between this system and before is that Norvell would say you can't go to school A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. Like he can't stop him from, well, I guess you could be a really jerk and do what Utah State did I think to David Clutch situation, messy basketball, maybe tampering involved, but it that's not you're not gonna be blocked from hundred and thirty schools. Mm-hmm. It would be conference schools and probably who's on schedule for the rest of their eligibility. And maybe some random school here or there. Like let them do what they want to do. If they hey, hey, if you wanted to go to go to better because he felt it was better, I don't care either. Right? players mm-hmm. don't get anything like ucf is getting a donation to build a a uh, what is that lazy river mm-hmm. a million or two bucks i'm pretty sure every player on campus and future player would rather take that million bucks put into some endowment and give the guy say a thousand bucks extra per year you're telling me you wouldn't rather do that than go hang out the lazy river i'm just saying like these guys don't get a ton for the amount of hours they put in they can't get a job they can't make any money at all yes their coa which is great scholarship is great but there's the time they put in is a lot of time, and people watch because these guys are good, and they make everybody else money. So well, the, give them, and, give and them if, some wiggle room. If, let them go. If
1: the, if the job is to discover and develop, which Norvell himself said, and yeah. I don't think any other head coach would agree, if this is an obstacle that he is facing where you know Mannix in his situation is, uh, you know, his circumstances demanded that he go home, and Nephi Sewell's circumstances are mostly the same, you know he wanted to go home to play closer to where he lives in he's, Utah. Yeah, he's from southern right?
0: Utah, so a couple options obviously in the state or even lost the UNLV is close by two from where That's actually the closest FBS school to where he lives.
1: So if this is just another part of the cycle, then just drop then just discover and develop more. Like that's your job.
0: It's easier said than done when you have a guy in your system for a little bit and it's like, crap, who's our best guy? But, I, I
1: don't think they're hurting for options though
0: it, it, no it, it, two things he could be upset like he's losing a key player I just think he's overreacting to something that's brand new brand new that mm-hmm. and also I'd want to do numbers look at like how many players transfer just on in general every year
1: well and it's not like I'm familiar with college basketball but I think I think somebody out there on Twitter pointed out the irony that somebody at Nevada was complaining about transfer. Yeah, that too.
0: There's that as well. And I imagine uh, I
1: imagine Eli would have a better sense of that. Yeah,
0: but he did a huge piece. I think I don't think it was for us, but the college AD. No, it was the college AD so He got picked up everywhere. Basically, seeing where do people transfer because obviously college basketball, three hundred plus teams, teams, like thousands, and thousands of players. It found out to be not a big deal because either players would drop out and not pursue college basketball. The amount that went from, say, and he went to like who got what division one guys went to Juco, community college, low major, mid major, high major, or WASH, it was very few going up to a higher level. For the most part, they were going down to a lower level of competition. Mm. And so that's different than this, but there's this epidemic players coming and going. Yeah, a lot of players going, but the percentage has never really changed all that much by points. So. But with, again, Norville can be upset. I don't blame him for being upset at guys leaving. But don't say it's this new system that players are gonna are gonna be the minor league for college football. But then again, all the coaches in G five centrally are. So how's that any different?
1: Well, and nothing says that at some point in this off season, whether it's before or after the early signing period, that he's not going to benefit from somebody transferring to Reno at some point.
0: Yeah, you never know. It's just you never know. I just think it's too early to have that big of an issue with it.
1: Is this like our long winded way of not talking about Arkansas State?
0: I guess so. Jeremy Harper would be very upset with us, right?
1: Maybe we should give him a shout out real quick.
0: We will. Um, I know what you're going to say. I saw it too. Go for it.
1: I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of a tale of two or three seasons for Arkansas state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They had a little bit of good fortune early on where they, they beat Tulsa by nine. They beat UNLV in the rainstorm by seven and then kind of got put in their place in the Sun Belt mm-hmm. because they lost at Georgia Southern, Oof. got hammered by Appalachian state. And then, Uh, lost on the road at Louisiana Lafayette, and then came back strong down the stretch. They've played really well. They've averaged at least 30 points a game in each of the last, now that I'm looking at it, the last five games, or six games, excuse me, because they scored 51 against Georgia State. And the defense has played a lot better, too. They haven't allowed more than 17 points in the last month. So it's going to be a really fun matchup because they've got a lot of pieces. They've got a very capable quarterback, just like Nevada does. Uh, Justice Hansen, another dual-threat guy. He had over 500 yards on the ground and six touchdowns, but he also has over 3,000 yards and 27 touchdowns through the air, too. It's going to be fun to watch.
0: It could be, especially even without Mannix there and Sewell. It'll be fun. Malik Reed got the quarterback. Tua could have a big running game. They have plenty of guys on this team to make for a lot of points, so... I thought, you know where I thought you were going to go? Did you see Jeremy put up a piece about – the sh- basically shut up about P6? I thought you were going to go there because we mentioned him. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> I tweeted out for, I guess, my personal on the moment. Basically, our you – we know how that how we what we feel about that. Just get better. Just keep winning. Do what you want to do. Um, That's all I want to say. I thought you were going to go there. I'm like, take it away. But this game, who's the favorite? Is it still in Nevada by a couple, I want to say?
1: No, it opened as, as a pick. Oh, okay interesting and at the moment it has moved to arkansas state minus one
0: all right then i am part of i'm wondering if it may go more toward arkansas state with these guys not playing
1: maybe but we'll have to see
0: all right so that's our bowl lineup i have our quick announcement here in a moment um so the games line up pretty nice for us you mentioned weekend games we'll be back typically well we'll see we might do some combo preview recaps but next week for sure like thursday to talk about the two bowl games on saturday then go from there so stay tuned for that the big announcement, Matt, you ready for this? hmm Are you aware of what I'm going to announce?
1: I am. Uh, oh, I know, I know.
0: I was making sure I did. So Mountain West is uh, 20 years old. Is that correct? Yes, it is. We're going to make some 20-year anniversary all-time team content stuff from January probably till June. Where's my it's hand? It's going to be fun. Give me some hand clapping. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. No, i just just kidding. <laughs> I don't care. It's whoever does. I wish I had my sound effect reusing it. How are we going to do this? It's probably going to change a lot, but the main idea is to go through every conference team, football and basketball, probably not any other sports because that's a lot of work. As this was, as it will be, we'll go through like we'll probably go three. Is three deep enough for an all-conference team all time? Yes. So we will go that, and this will include any team ever in the Mountain West. So for people who complain about us writing about BYU, that's coming back because they're in the conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Utah, TCU. There'll be some stuff in there in the conference. We'll do football, basketball. We'll make some all-time teams from each school. Oh, right? yeah. You guys remember Steve Smith, University of Utah? He's pretty good. He'll be involved here. Brian Urlacher. Yeah. New Mexico all do everything. He's pretty good. He's a Hall of Famer now. You know that, Matt? NFL Hall of Famer. Brian Urlacher. I had, I had
1: noted something about that, yes. Yeah. And we'll, <laughs> we'll figure something out for San Jose State.
0: Oh, come on. we got David Fales.
1: From the top rope.
0: <laughs> oh. Uh, it should have been really UNLV. What have they done? football-wise that's true (laughs) also we're gonna do something like i need to figure out should we do like try to do a top 100 game of some sort oh man um
1: we'll need some long memories to put something like that together
0: (laughs) i've been around the league since like oh three i will say this i can say definitely right now people are gonna hate me for it you want to know what the not best game we'll do this we'll do just 100 most important well what should we do best or most important we got time right yeah do you want to know what the most important game ever in the conference is uh, is it
1: the 2004 Fiesta Bowl no is it the 2008 Fiesta Bowl
0: no 2004 Utah BYU game that allowed Utah to go to the Fiesta Bowl
1: oh okay Yeah. lose that, that game
0: you're out right
1: that's true Wait, you know that? what I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie I never paid attention to the Mountain West before 2013 that's fine or 2012 rather
0: hey you don't need, need to worry about it because that's that's the beauty of this Fresno will have. That's where we're going to talk to our CSU guys, Fresno, Hawaii, UNLV guys. We will. You can make an all-time team, which we may. We're going to team up with the guys at MWC board. I chatted with Frank over there a little bit. We're going to kind of let them get some input, just because it's a long time, right? Twenty years. Oh yeah. So just kind of, we want, want like fan input. Like if you want, we'll have like you. Hey Matt, write an essay of something about Fresno State in the Mountain West. Some top memories, stuff like that will be exciting and fun. But uh, yeah, so like there will be also. I got. Uh, I don't want to go too much into this anymore because we're just past the hour mark, but I think some sort of using Sagarin ratings because, oh, they just happened to coincide when the Mountain West started to do some sort of all-time Mountain West tournament. Ah, all right, all right. Also, I found a wiki page, which I need to go to it as well and see if I could recreate it or find it again. Every Mountain West football coach ever. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe rank those even the interim coaches just for fun. For Why sure not? That. I'm just saying, this will be exciting. And I'm crossing my fingers... I know a handful of people from my other one my regular main job is to be there could be some podcast element with us as well talking to to people who've covered the league is longer than me, so just saying maybe and we're 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 in good with the conference right
1: I mean we got twenty years to work with I'm sure we'll think of something
0: is a uh, do you think uh, Craig Thompson would be a grace presence maybe
1: fingers crossed right
0: I, I know a few people all right, and I do know a few times I tried to get them before where we got a yes and well. Things didn't exactly work out to be in a yes completely. Oh, well. It's okay. It happens. All right. So that's it for tonight. So, or today, it's morning, midnight, 3 a.m. Can't sleep or listen to us for some reason. We appreciate that. I'm assuming we'll start this sometime in January, but looks like I got to go with my doorbell ringing, dogs are barking. So, MWC, MWR.com, Facebook, Twitter, all that great stuff, iTunes, Block Talk Radio, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever we can find good podcasts, we're there. And we'll see you next Thursday, folks, or whenever.